Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Happy Advent. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I was thinking this morning that I would have time to preach a full sermon. Um, I knew better. Um, so maybe this will happen next week. But I want to say one thing, and then I want to say what I think I really have to say this Sunday. And then maybe we'll just um, try again. Advent is about the fact that God is shaking the world to its very foundations. Advent is not just about uh, four weeks of preparing for the celebration of Christmas. It is a season where we remember that God's action in the world is cataclysmic and changes everything. And if you are someone who faces and feels and knows the brutality of the world, this is good news. If you're a woman today fleeing violence in Honduras with a child in your belly and warring factions have burnt your house down and killed your husband. And if everywhere you go, you're seen as a vermin to be pushed aside, it is good news that the world is going to be shaken to its core. If we are one who is quite content with everything as it is, then it's terrifying. Advent tells us that in the story of Jesus in the world, this healing is so powerful that everything will change. It has changed in Jesus, and it will change in Jesus. And the story of Advent tells us to raise up our heart, to hold on to our hope, not as just some human concoction, but because hope is Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is acting in the world. So we're to watch, the scripture says, for Jesus' coming. And then we have these beautiful words in the epistle, and this is what I have to say this morning. The words of the epistle is Paul writing to dear friends, and he says, how can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel from our God because of you? And I was so grateful when the epistle gave us this reading today, the lectionary, because this is something that I feel, Evan and Missy, where are you? This is something that I feel for you guys. 
you have been people in whom I have seen Jesus come. I've seen Jesus appear in you. We've known uh, Missy and Evan for almost 17 years. Uh, we met them when we first were interviewing at a church in Clemson. They were not married. And I have to tell you, they were the most unlikely couple. <laughs> when they finally told us they were dating, I thought, this, I mean, a week? Like, maybe? <laughs> Missy worked on our... Uh, on the staff of our church in um, Clemson. And if you know how much of a wreck and disorganized I am and how Missy's the opposite of that, um, she saved my bacon so many times. And Evan was one of our first deacons that we called out after I was there. Or maybe he actually already was a deacon, I think. Were you already a deacon? No. We did that? <laughs> wow. And Evan brought his exuberant self. Um, he met everyone. He brought everyone. He was the Pied Piper of our church. Can you imagine such a thing? Uh, Missy, after several years, went off to Sierra Leone, um, and her health, a lot of health issues came up, and within a matter of months, she had to come back. And it was our joy to have Missy live with us for a while. It was our first real experience of that kind of extended hospitality. And Missy, it was, I don't know if I've told you properly, it was so wonderful to have you in our house, to be around our boys, and it was just so beautiful. But as a result of that, we saw Missy and Evan a lot, because Missy you know, had to stay at the house a lot because she wasn't feeling that great, and so that meant Evan was over a lot. I remember him doing something with salmon, um, which was interesting because I didn't tell him I didn't like salmon. <laughs> I remember watching, just watching both of you wrestle with your stories, and I've seen that continue over the decade of friendship here. I've seen you become more of yourselves. I've seen God's light and life resurrect in your heart. When we um, decided or, that we were going to come to Charlottesville to help All Souls Start, I called up Evan and Missy and said, hey, do you guys want to come? And I think it was like a half a second. And they were like, sure. I remember thinking, wait, I'm talking about moving here and like actually transplanting your life. And they said, yeah, sure. And I can't tell you how beautiful that was because I was terrified. I was like, what are we doing here? How can we make this happen? Does God really want? And it was things like Evan and Missy saying, yeah, we see that. We'll come. We won't leave you by yourself. <laughs> so beautiful. And I love how the epistle says, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. You know this. It's important for our church to remember that this is what mission is about when we use this language. It's a, a fraught word in many ways because of some of our history in the church. But mission is fundamentally about the ongoing movement of Christ's love in the world. 
Jesus has a mission, an intention, and it is to love the world. So Evan and Missy, you are joining in the love of Christ in Belize. And I'm saying that very particularly, and again, you know this, you are joining in the love of Christ that is already in Belize. God is already active there, and you're just coming alongside. You're going to join in what God is doing. The idea that we're bringing God is a theological lunacy, and it's what gave us imperialism. But Evan and Missy, you believe that God is already active, loving there. And so you, Missy, Evan, and Annabelle, you're going to go and join in, and you're going to give and you're going to receive just as you have here, but you're doing it in another place. And then hopefully, unless you decide to stay forever, you will bring God's love from Belize back to us. And we will need it. We bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.